تبارك وتعالى في كلامه المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا وشفيعنا وحبيبنا وسندنا ومولانا محمد وبارك وسلم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم من صلى عليه صلاة واحدة صلى الله عليه بها شروك ما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العزيز الحكيم رب زدني علما رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحن العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي Dear respected listeners السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته the next dua which begins with the wording with the word rabbana in the holy quran is also in surah al-baqarah and ayah number 250 where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says rabbana afrid alayna sabra wa thabbit aqdamana wansurna 'ala al kafirin the translation of this verse is our lord bestow on us endurance and patience and make us firm and grant us victory over the disbelievers so there are three separate duas that are made within this dua first um the historical background of the dua who recited it when was it recited what was the purpose behind it we find from the books of tafsir that this particular verse was recited by the followers of talut the king talut at the time of sayyiduna dawud ala nabina wa salatu wassalam and in particular this dua was recited by those who embarked on an expedition with Talut to face the Palestinians of that time the Philistines of that time who were um led by a very strong soldier and warrior by the name of Jalut and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this is also found in biblical references and in Judaic sources Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this encounter in terms of the biblical references is known as the occasion in the story of David uh, versus Goliath and though the depiction of Dawood and Nabi Nawali salatu wassalam in other uh in the judaic sources differ from what we believe Dawood in terms of his character possessed the actual encounter is found um in all of the monotheistic religions and uh, very very quickly to summarize um Jalut again Goliath uh, was this warrior um upon whose hands um many many wars had been won uh, 
and Sayyiduna Dawood and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi at this point was just a young man he was not he had not attained prophethood um Allah rabbul izati wal jalal however he was very devout in his worship um and he was dedicated to Allah he comes from the progeny of Sayyiduna Yaqub and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu approximately the 10th or 11th generation um, in terms of lineage from Sayyiduna Yaqub and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu and that ultimately leads to Sayyiduna Ibrahim Khalilullah so Sayyiduna Dawood is this young man who along with his two other brothers accompany King uh, Talut and in terms of the English references Saul S-A-U-L and they make their way on this expedition to face Jalut and his army and the uh, the custom was that encounters on the battlefield were before a full-scale battle took place um, individuals uh, took part in battles from the other side so there would be what was known as Mubaraza, encounters on the battlefield where one warrior from one side took on a warrior from the other camp. This happened also in the time of the Prophet ﷺ. The Battle of Badr, it began first with uh, the Mubaraza between three of the chieftains of Quraysh and three of the Muslims uh, from the Prophet ﷺ side, including Sayyidina Ali. And so this Mubaraza, uh, Jalut Goliath, he steps forward and he demands that a worthy opponent is sent forth on behalf of Talut. Um, and there are, in the books of Tafsir, there's a mention how uh, most people were afraid of facing uh, Jalut because of his uh, reputation and how strong and fierce he was. And there's some references in some books of Tafsir, Ibn Kathir rahimahullah alludes to it, that uh, Talut actually to entice someone to step forward uh, he he reaches the point that whoever challenges um jalut and overcomes him then i will give my daughter's hand to him in marriage uh, so this was how reluctant uh, people were to face um jalut and in the midst of this wanting someone to come forward a young man steps forward Sure, the description of Sayyidina Dawood and Nabi Muhammad at this point is he, was, he, was, he wasn't very tall, he wasn't very well built in terms of the warrior physique and who he was standing up against. Um, but he steps forward and he, he answers the call and he says that I, I will challenge and overcome uh, Jalut. So Talut initially says that, you know, I've, I, I commend your bravery. However, I don't want you to lose your life. You're still a young man. Um, you have no uh, scars of war. You have no uh, sort of uh, history and no, um, uh, no real expertise in this field. And it's your enthusiasm that's speaking. So uh, in one reference that he sort of push, tells him to go aside and this isn't for you. And Dawood actually comes back the second day because nobody steps forward. So an entire 24 hour passes and nobody steps forward to um, take on this task. And Dawood comes a second time and uh, sort of says that you let me deal with 
um, whatever. If 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 he is to overcome me, then it's just another body that he has overcome. But if I am to overcome him, then it will suit your uh, whatever you are intending to do as the king. And so Talut he he sort of uh, hesitantly agrees, but he's uh, put moved by this bravery that this young man is showing. And to reward him, he says that I personally will um, grant you and give you the armor. Um, and the sword and the weaponry to take onto the battlefield. So when the people come to, or the the rest of the army men come to um, prepare Sayyidina Dawood they put the armor on him, and in one tafsir it mentions that the armor is so big, it's of it it, it it's overpowering on the body of Dawood So he removes the armor. And the weapon that's presented to me says that I don't need this. Uh, I will take with me Allah onto the battlefield. And I'm very, very confident that that is more uh, than sufficient to deal with uh, Jalut. And so to cut a long story short, we know uh, the historical background that when they meet on the battlefield initially, uh, Jalut, he, he mocks uh, Sayyidina Dawood And he says to him that you're, you're not you're not a respectable foe. You're not someone that should be standing in front of me. So go back to where you came from and send someone that's more deserving of my killing them, literally. So Sayyidina Dawud says, I'm not moving from here. This is my job. And if anything, you will fall and not me due to the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we know the story how Dawud carries with him instead of the typical sword or the spear or the shield, he has a slingshot um, that he uses and with, uh, there are two different riwayat. One is that with one shot of the stone that hits uh, Jalut between the forehead and another riwayat, many, many uh, stones are launched and hurled quickly by Sayyidina Dawud But the eventuality is that this mammoth uh, Goliath, this mammoth warrior falls at the feet of Sayyidina Dawood and that eventuality of Dawood is that he then attains the kingdomship from uh, either during the lifetime of Talut or in one narration after the lifetime of uh, Talut he becomes a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions some of the worship that's specific to Sayyidina Dawood now that in a hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, أَحَبُّ الصَّلَاةِ إِلَى اللَّهِ صَلَاةُ دَاوُودِ That the most beloved of prayer in terms of method um, is the prayer of Dawood. وَأَحَبُّ الصِّيَامِ إِلَى اللَّهِ صِيَامَ دَاوُودِ And the most, the best fast is the fast of Dawood alayhi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the Prophet explains that the, the practice of Dawood that he used to sleep for half the night, then stand in prayer for a third, then rest for a sixth of the night. And this was earmarked by the Prophet as the best way to perform prayer in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, that subhanAllah, Siyam uh, al-Dahr is known as that. Dawood used to fast one day and do iftar the next. And this is, the Prophet recommended this type of fasting throughout the year of Sawm al-Dahr, that not fasting every single day, but fasting one day, periodic fasting, and fasting, not fasting the other. Also, it's mentioned of the voice of Sayyidina 
Dawood ala Nabiina wa salatu salam that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about this in the Quran as well that the melodious voice in which he used to re recite the scriptures was such that the birds would stand still would fly and stop and just listen just wouldn't move from their place because of the beauty of the voice of Sayyidina Dawood and so going back now to the dua this is the historical background the dua itself and the three things that are asked for if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills the adhan is going on we have to stop uh, we will continue with this uh, I will update with I will update you with the messages when there will be no lesson on Thursday Yomu Arafah day of ibadah inshallah so focus on the worship of Allah make dua make dua for me yourselves um, and inshallah next week I'll update whether it's Tuesday or Thursday we have the next lesson Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq to practice upon uh, what was heard and said wa akhiru da'wan alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen subhanallah bihamdi subhanakallahumma bihamdik wa nashadu wa la ilaha illa ant nastaghfiru wa natubu ilayh jazakumullah khaira assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh